Shut up and sit down. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 13 of Third Shift. I'm one of your hosts, Eric, and with me, as always, is my co-host and buddy, Matt. Matt, how was this wonderful week of yours, my friend? What day is it, Eric? What what time is it? I don't I don't even know anymore. Working through the weekend, two weeks straight. I'm so out of it. But uh, the quarter end is done. Our our disgusting task is finished. So I'm trying to get back into Battleborn, get back into Witcher, get back into all my fun stuff I would actually do in my free time other than just work and then lay on the floor when I get home and pray for death. So how about you? Well, it's pretty much a mirror image. Uh, yeah. You know, these weeks have melded together into this catastrophe of working and working and working. Mm. So as a weekend approaches that I actually get to enjoy, I find myself very excited to, once mm. again, as you say, jump back into the video games, the fun things, hanging out with the family, you know, living a normal life. Yeah. So those were our amazing weeks and all the fun that we've had. We did manage to sneak in one bit of fun, though, which is our Talented Tuesday, of course. This week's subject was Reyna. I thought we all did a pretty pretty fun and awesome job, I'll admit. I fell in love with Danny's picture as soon as I saw it. That was amazing. That was my yeah, favorite of the week. It was That was just hands down. Yeah. Ours both got shotgunned out of the water. <laughs> Fish in a barrel. It was sad. Yeah, yeah. I went, oh, why do I even try? Boo, woe is me. Uh, yeah, my dumpy Raina in the, in the last panel of my way too long comic, but I was trying to think of something interesting to do with Raina. I was like, marking targets, no. Overshield, no. Dome, uh, maybe. Uh, okay, that'll work. That's good enough. And then it took way too long to do. Yeah, the only nugget that came out of mind is I was just fishing around. I couldn't think of anything, and I was just mm. looking for inspiration. And, of course, in your images, when you put up Gearbox, you know, it throws in Borderlands everywhere. And yeah. I was like, Kevin Scarlet, man, you look a lot like Reyna. Uh -huh. You act a lot like Reyna. Hmm. That is true. This is strange. Let me uh, investigate. Oh. I was going to say, the only other thing that I would say would have made yours better is if, instead of being the school of hard knocks like yearbook pictures, if it was like the cover of the Galactic Examiner, one side by side, separated at birth, question marks? Oh, yes, that would have been awesome. I wasn't going quite that far, though. Mm, it didn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't fully realized until after things were already in motion, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, of course, with my limited skills, you know, once I got going, it was, that was it. <laughs> I couldn't change what was happening. <laughs> you just got to go all the way in and then just, that's it. I'm done. That's yeah. that's all you're getting out of me. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's us this week. You can check out the preview versions on our Twitter account. Check the Instagram for the full versions. And next week, because Atticus and the Thrall Rebellion drops, our subject is going to be Atticus. So keep an eye out for that. And if you've got any Atticus art you want to send our way, Maybe you can show us up. Yeah, draw that super complicated character that I'm going to have, oh, so much fun with. <laughs> that was my initial thought, too. I'm like, oh, I have this great idea, but that's there's no way that is ever going to look even remotely right. Oh, God. Sorry, right. we'll, we'll figure a way. I'll make a big comic, and all you'll see would be like a horn poking out of the side and a, and a speech bubble. I'm Atticus, but I'm out of frame. Yep. My mouth is here, but that's about it. We're oh, uh -huh. Atticus in the dark. Perfect. 
It'll, it'll be just like your Ernest. It'll just be a big red and gray blob. <laughs> Uh, you got to be inventive when you got limited skills, man. That is true. That is true. One other thing that went down this week, actually it was last week on Friday, right after we dropped the podcast, was the AMA that Gearbox did all about Battleborn on the Battleborn subreddit. All kinds of questions in there. I thought it seemed to me like a lot of people who came into the subreddit were people who weren't really following Battleborn all that much, or at least not following the podcast or their weekly news drops because a lot of people asked questions that were, you know, stuff they had already had covered or, you know, had said were going to come out in the October 13th patch. But I did manage to grab up a bunch of other things I thought would be fun to talk about. Hey, spit them out at us, buddy. I said bloody. Spit them out at us, bloody friend. (laughs) (laughs) Give us some of them awesome questions, Matt. Oh, my God. Uh So two things that had come up on the podcast recently were people asking, hey, what do you guys think about doing like a login bonus? Or, oh, gee, you guys should totally do a lore encyclopedia. So thanks for taking our ideas from the podcast and just like making them out to be your own people on Reddit. Jeez. Yeah. No one else has thoughts. That's right. No one else comes to intelligent conclusions. This is for (laughs) us. But yeah, they said login bonuses would be something fun that they would like to do but I don't think they said any plans for that. Uh, Again, same with the lore encyclopedia, something they'd love to do, but no real plans on it yet. So very exciting news there. Glad I brought those two up. Awesome, Gearbox. Thank you. Uh, People had questions about uh, player juggling, because I know I'm getting juggled by everything all the time. I think when they're taking away the allied collision detection, that's going to do a lot for it, because I'm always bouncing on minions, on turrets. If I jump out of the base on overgrowth, I'm bouncing on the sentry like six times before I even hit the ground. I think that will solve a lot of those problems. Well, that's what I was thinking. I think after next week, that collision stuff's going to pretty much clear a lot of that up. Yeah. Uh, One that uh, we kind of discussed in the group, uh, Helix Choices, people were asking if there'd be any way to reselect it within like, you know, two to three seconds after you've selected it. They said the way they work the helix choices and all that system that's not really doable but they're thinking about a way to uh possibly have you pre-select them so once you hit level two or three or four or whatever it'll pick your right augment or your left augment or whatever you set it up as something i've been thinking about a lot and thought would be really good for this game because how many times are we in a game we're pushing 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 and we're up two levels but haven't picked our augments yet because it's just a madhouse Mm-hmm. For those slower players who don't uh, know which side they're going to pick or just yeah. cannot remember, that it would be very helpful. But it would also mm-hmm. be helpful for more advanced players just in the fact that sometimes you get in the middle of a huge firefight and mm-hmm. you level up once, sometimes even twice in the increment of that, you know, in just that small amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it'd be nice if the computer would just go, okay, his build is this, he hasn't selected, boom, boom. There yeah. he goes. Now all of a sudden I can use this ability, that ability, do more damage, whatever. Yeah, taking your fingers off of the triggers or your quick melee button for that even that two seconds to go up and then right or up and left, I think it would save a lot of time and some slight headaches there. A couple quick things people were talking about. Uh, people were asking if they were going to buff Whiskey Foxtrot's quick melee because he has a specific lore challenge, kill 100 enemies just with that, and it's kind of weak and doesn't really work that well they said they're definitely going to look at that something we've noticed too is that uh characters like shane and oryx are labeled as like an attacker instead of a tank which is what even gearbox says she's supposed to be she's your shield tank so 
They're saying that's something they're going to patch into. Just little things I wanted to throw out there. Yeah, a couple, like on that Shane Orris one, for example, I heard that and I was actually shocked because I never considered Shane Orris a tank. Uh, I mean, I don't play her much, but mm. I've never looked at her and went, oh, there's a tank for their team. I've just gone, okay, there's some kind of control assassiny type character. Well, I think the the mindset of attacker would be someone like, you know, like a Wrath or a Phoebe, someone who's going to go in there and do a lot of damage. And Shane and Oryx really isn't that. She can do some damage, but I think she, she's more of a, a soak up soak up the, the damage and kind of control the area type of person. So I don't think that's a really good, I don't know, descriptor for her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were asking about merchandise, you know, maybe getting like a set of vinyl figurines. They said there's nothing they can say on that, no definitive plans, but they're all hoping for it. I know I would love to have in front of my TV 30 little Battleborn Funko Pop figures. That would oh, be amazing. Oh, God, that would be amazing. I'd buy every one of them. Yep. I wonder if it'll actually happen, though, to be honest. I mean, that's a lot of Funko Pops. That is a lot. And especially since it's, you know, not extremely popular. I was going to say there's still only four, if you don't count the all the different Claptrap variations, there's still only four Borderlands figures. And that game so. was much larger and had a much higher following than this yeah. one, so. Uh, the last serious one that I wanted to bring up was people were asking for some kind of a quick chat system. I know that's something we've talked about offline a million times. Some way to, like, even if it's just like a smart ping, ping a player, hey, your health is low, heals are over here, go back to base, push, charge, go do something like that. They said that's something they would love to do, something they'd like to look into, but the the main issue would be where to put the quick chat interface on the screen, and then also for console players, where you're going to put that button to be able to do that. I know some games use... You know, we play on the PS4. Some games use the different sides of the touchpad. Like if you push in the lower right corner, it brings up one menu. The lower left corner does another. I think that'd be a good way to do it. It would like pop up like a radio menu or even just up, down, left, right for quick little chat messages on people. I would say the up, down, left, right would be the best way to do it. And yeah. just as you say, use the touchpad's capabilities. Mm-hmm. I, you, know, you don't find a lot of games using it. And they act yeah. like there's nothing they can do or no way to get around it because they're using all the main buttons and functions. And, mm-hmm. you know, big thing PS4 advertised back in the day was, hey, look, the touchpad can do all sorts of fancy little things. And as you said, you mm-hmm. can touch the left top corner and make it do something completely different than the bottom right. Wow. So uh, utilize it. Mm-hmm. Or or you could even just have it just be swipe-based. That way you don't even have to enter into any other even kind of better. menu. Swipe down, you need heals. Swipe up, push. Even just push and fall back. There, there you go. Yep. And then two questions I had major beef with. <laughs> I don't want to call out the the user because I didn't write their name down. But one person said, "Oh, what can we do about lowering these respawn times? Because a minute is so long." Well, welcome to MOBAs, guy. When you're you you know your max level and you die, that is your penalty for being that good. So you're not just up all the time. The the answer they provided was, you know, we're going to play around with it in these, you know, experimental modes like the Chaos Extreme they've been talking about with like halved respawn times or instant respawn times. They said if that catches on, they might implement it into the main game, which is something I I don't think is a good idea. But I don't know. Coming at it from a League of Legends perspective, I'm used to if you get to max level and you die, your penalty is you have to wait a while. That's That's just how it goes. 
I'm mixed on it. I like the fact mm-hmm. that there's a penalty. It makes you be uh, more alert, more careful, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and think about what you're about to do instead of just rushing, oh, I'm going to do damage, oh, I'm dead, oh, I don't care. Oh, I I just fed them again, and yeah. so now they're going to be able to catch back up. It just allows less skilled players to feed the enemy tons mm-hmm. of skill points. So I, I like the way it is overall. However, yeah. when I'm on the bad end of that stick and I'm sitting yeah. there for a minute, especially when it's down to the wire, you want three, four minutes left, and you're like, if we don't mm-hmm. push, we're going to lose. Or if I don't get over there and defend, we're not going to keep this uh, this advantage. Mm-hmm. And then it's really aggravating. Now, maybe just, again, genie out of the bottle just came right now. What about if you could cut your respawn timer by dropping a level or two so you're not as as good, you're not just rushing back out there at level 10 with all your max stuff, but it would cut your respawn timer by like 10, 15 seconds or you know however much they decide. That would be actually pretty sweet because then it would mm-hmm. allow you in that final push to get back in quicker at yeah. the cost of a lot of your skills, but... If yeah. you're just there to be a meat shield, who cares? You know, they'd give mm. you the opportunity to get in there, be the meat shield, and win. Mm. Yeah, if your ult was already up, but you died before you could use it, you could pop out, shoot it out there, hopefully get people pushing back off your sentry. Who knows? And obviously, early game, you wouldn't use it, because well, right. why, why no bother? Point. Yeah, you're mm. just hurting yourself at that point. So, mm. that'd be pretty sweet. Mm. There you go, Gearbox. Another one. Another brilliant idea from the mind of Matt. Man, gee. One more Crimea River question someone asked was, oh, are you guys going to redesign Echelon because it's impossible to defend that second century because people can just shoot down the tunnel and hit it? Well, maybe learn to go around all the different ways and flank the enemy and push them back off of out of the tunnel and off of the stairs there. It seems like we're always able to defend the second century a lot better than the first one because, oh, they're shooting down the tunnel, sure, but like two people are holding the tunnel, three others are flanking all around, and you know we might still lose, but if you're if you don't just stand in the tunnel and try and soak up the damage, I don't know. It, that was that was a question that bugged me, and I wanted to call out you, random person who I don't remember. Learn how to use flanking tactics, damn it. We know you love your echelon, man. This is understood. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I love that map. I will defend it to the death. This week, just. A few hours before we started recording this, they released a shift code for five golden keys in the pre-sequel. So, of course, that will be in the show notes. You can check the Twitter for all that stuff. Go grab them up, man. All right, boys and girls, moving on into the old battle plan this week. Uh, Quite a bit going on, but most of it's through uh, some Mental Mars videos and whatnot, which we'll talk about here shortly. But Mm -hmm. uh, a hot fix I wanted to bring up was that the incursion will no longer be a voting option in the quick match queue on the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. So for all of those uh, hoping to get that little mild chance at the incursion, unfortunately, Mm. that is not going to be possible any longer. I I think that's probably a good idea because anytime it came up, when I was in the quick match queue, everybody voted for it. So, I mean, if you're just in the queue to play Meltdown or Capture, this will make it be that way for you. Well, it's. I think what they're trying to f- solve is the fact that, as you said, everybody was trying to get in there and play mm. Incursion. So they would go in, bail, go in, bail, go in, bail, go in, bail. Yeah, I could see that. Until an Incursion popped up and play, which seems silly to me, because why not just queue mm. for Incursion? Yeah, because people who just want to play Incursion are just going to be play in Incursion. incursion. Yeah. And that makes sense, and that's actually helping by getting rid of it completely from Quick Match, because now if you want mm. Incursion, 
you're going to go queue incursion. Yep, yep. Those who want meltdowns and capture will now get meltdowns and capture and will be in a queue with other people who want meltdown and capture. Yep. Or at least don't want to wait the half a millisecond longer for the incursion to queue up. That's too long. That's too many milliseconds. I know. And the other uh, fix they went ahead and put in there was on PC, they're going to be folding incursion into the quick match queue for this week as they prepare for the arrival of the face-off mode next week. Yep. So just the opposite. They're throwing incursion into the quick match, and that's because a lot of PC players, well, are not playing anymore. So for those few that are still there, they want to hopefully get them you know, matches at an expedient fashion, and they understand that Incursion Mm -hmm. is the favorite by far, so why not just give them what they want and try to make everybody happy? Again, just it just makes Mm -hmm, sense. mm -hmm. And then lastly for the hot fixes, and this one, oh, goodness, I am so happy they're doing, because I didn't mention it, but since it's going to be relevant, I will. Last Mm -hmm. week I went into the Hardcore Spotlight, and over and over again, I was paired with individuals who could not even perform basic functions. Yeah. And it was very, very obvious that they were brand new players, had not touched the game, had not played. And whilst I I love the fact that they're coming in and playing the game, don't get me wrong. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardcore Spotlight is not the spot to begin. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was very frustrating trying to get that done and just coming up against uh, a lot of new players over and over again who really Mm. had just no clue what was happening. Um, And with that, also, by community request, Gearbox will be instituting a change to the Hardcore Spotlight that will now require players to complete the Heliophage on any difficulty in order to access the Hardcore Spotlight experience. Thank Mm. goodness. You at least have to play through the entire storyline to play in the Hardcore Spotlight, which in theory gives you enough skill and practice to be competent at your character. Yeah, like like you said, even when we were queued up with players of a decently high command rank, it seemed like a lot of the times they were just, they didn't know what the point of the story mission was, and they'd just run around randomly off into corners and go stand around while you and I are trying to kill a squad of enemies that's been ballooned up for five players, and we're trying to do that ourselves and just getting killed. I think the last time we went into Hardcore Spotlight, we even queued up with a command rank two. So somebody who's played one mission hopped in Hardcore Spotlight, and I think we did. We manage to carry him through. I we think did. we did. We managed, but to. he wasn't. He did. He wasn't doing much. No, we just carried him through. Which, once again, mm. if it works, fine. That you know, it didn't bug me. But yeah, yeah, that that part didn't bother me. When you when you're failing over and over, however, it's a yeah. sad day. Sad day for everyone. Mm. Yeah. So, like you said, I need a change. I agree with it too. All righty. Well, in the uh, community spotlight this week, they went ahead and they featured an individual, Cadet Caligula, who got a really... Caligula. Oh, dang Caligula. Caligula. (laughs) Caligula. Caligula. He likes goulash. (laughs) But only California goulash, which is made with sprouts and berries and corn. We love you Californians. (laughs) And avocado. Avocado, too. Yeah, on everything. Yes. So anyways, this individual, he or she, made an amazing yep. video hunting down a uh, stealthy Pendles. So if you guys are curious mm. to see how he or she managed to do that, mm. go ahead and check it out. Yeah, I think even if you're a Pendles player, it might be a good idea to check this out because it showed this Cadet Caligula 
took a wild guess on Echelon as to where the, the Pendles was going, and then as the Pendles passed a supply station, he got healed up, and then he had the little aura floating around him because he had been healed. So pro tip for Pendles players, if you're trying to get away in stealth, don't go next to things that will buff you, like the accelerator or the supply station. Pro tip. Pro tip. Pro tip from the pro mat. Maybe not so pro. Uh, I'm thirty. I went thirty-seven and five with Pendles, so you can shut uh, up. <laughs> that's not very nice, you. Yep. Goodness. So yeah, they also had a wonderful lore segment, and mm-hmm. it was basically a bunch of stolen files and/or transmissions. I'm uh, kind of just basically going over the Thrall Rebellion, and mm-hmm. it had uh, who to have in there? The sister. It had Atticus and Caldarius too, so definitely look for Caldarius to show up in uh, in the new story app that's going to be dropping yeah. next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they haven't showed any of him, so it was kind of a cool little like Easter egg, basically a little sneak peek that somewhere yeah. in there, old Caldarius is popping up and murdering a whole bunch of Generate. And as usual in the coming up section, they went ahead and revealed that next week they're going to be having their spoopy reveal stream. Oh, boy. How spooky. Yeah. So it's going to be Joe, Alyssa, and a revolving door of Gearbox personalities talking about the new story Mm. ops and PvP modes. I'm assuming that throughout they're going to be revealing the uh, Halloween skins that I've been waiting for anxiously. Yes, I I would assume so as well. Or (laughs) impatiently. So yeah, that'll be next week, October 13th. Uh, They said that's going to be at their usual time, 3 p.m. Pacific. 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right when we're recording this podcast. But I think I think this one at least we won't have to stay up late for because they'll be going over the story op, face-off mode, and all you know more of the changes that are coming down the pipe, which are things we're going to be talking about pretty soon here. So as always, you can check that out on Twi- on their official Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash gearboxsoftware. Go ahead and check it out. Biggity-bow. So, speaking of face-off in the story ops mode, up at the top of the battle plan, they link to a couple uh, pages talking all about the details that they've dropped on those so far. Uh, let's do let's do face-off first, because I have it written first in my that notes. That sounds great, Matt. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, they specifically said that these are going to be, again, kind of stuff we had already known a little bit, but 15-minute, uh, five-on-five matches, uh, all based around killing the Varelsi, grabbing up the masks when they die, and then running to a mask depository in the middle of the map to deposit them and earn points for your team. Just like Meltdown, first team to 500 wins. Something that's very interesting that I wanted to bring up on this was uh, the maps. Before we get too much into how Mm. the game mode's playing once again, um, I'm not sure if they said they were going to make new maps for it, but uh, they obviously didn't. Mm. They're going to repurpose the capture maps. And so mm. I'm I'm interested to see how that looks. Yeah, the only piece of info I had about maps for this beforehand was it was from Stealth Shampoo's Play with the Dev stream. I think the summary we saw of somebody on Reddit who was able to watch the whole stream said, oh, there'll definitely be three new maps. Varnell said it himself. I went back and watched it right before we started recording this. He said, there are three maps for it that are done. So he didn't say three new maps, but... Like you said, they're going to be repurposed capture maps. I'm definitely excited slash curious to see 
how they're going to be repurposed because they're pretty small. And they said in this announcement about Faceoff that there are going to be up to six spawn points for the Varelsi throughout these maps. So I am really trying to think, you know, we know where the Varelsi spawn in capture mode, but how they're going to space that out for this Faceoff mode and have the depository for the masks right in the middle is something I'm very curious about. And not only that, what is the spawn rate going to be? Because at the moment, I'm envisioning mm-hmm. either a very sparse spawn rate, and then it's not right. very actionable in the Varelsi sector, mm-hmm. sector, excuse me, sector, except for the PvP portion against player versus player, mm-hmm. or it's going to be ridiculous, yeah. and it's just going to be Varelsi everywhere. So you're mainly fighting Varelsi, but in the midst of it all, mm-hmm. you're going to also be going against other players. I would think it would have to be the latter. You'd have, like, tons of, you know, just the generic, you know, one hit in the face of Arelsi, and their masks would only be worth one. You can get some alphas whose masks might be worth five to ten, something like that. That way, it wouldn't just be, this is a dominant PvP team. We don't have any recourse as just regular people. There's no way for us to catch up. I think if you just had, like, a handful spawn on each, like, capture zone, then it would be too easy for a really good team to just steamroll. So I, th- I think it's got to be, like, everywhere. I'm imagining everywhere. And then, of course, as they also said, it's going to be scaling. Yeah. So the longer the match goes on, the more mm-hmm. Varelsi are going to show up, the higher-end Varelsi are going to show up. And then from the stream, yeah. they mentioned that there's going to be an even boss Varelsi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely curious to see how that'll work. I mean... I can picture in my head how that'll work because you'll be putting fire on the boss but also having to put fire on the enemy team and all, all that jazz. It sounds complicated in like a delicious and fun way. The only thing I'm worried about is the boss portion. If you're all trying to murder one another yeah. but also get the boss, that's going to be extremely complicated and hard. Yeah, oh, my <laughs> ult's up. Do I put it on the boss to actually try and get the masks? Do I put it on the enemy team? Do I put it on the enemy team and then the boss kills us all? Like I said, I think it'll be a a really kind of interesting and kind of a meaty bit of the mode to dig into. Well, then another good question that comes from all that is, are they what kind of uh, cooldown timers are they going to place in here? Capture, incursion? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I would think it'd have to be incursion because there's got to be some kind of penalty to keep the enemy away while you focus down the tougher Varelsi mm. bosses. Otherwise, they're just going to be instantly back in over yeah. and over, and you're never going to get a chance to get the mass from these tougher bosses. Yeah, that's a good point. That was something I didn't even think about. Hey, you know, I try, man. Good job, Eric. Gotta, i got to be valuable somehow a little bit here. Uh, they said one other thing that you can do is you can buy MX Headhunter bots to kind of harass the enemy team and or the Varelsi. I don't know if there will be any other buildables, obviously, like turrets or anything like that. But I think it was nice that they gave us an extra, you know, the PvP mode is new in itself. And then also here's a new buildable that you can use to harass and, you know, kill Varelsi and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. When I heard that, I was pretty excited because that's just going to be a lot of fun and a nice way to spend those points. Mm. And then speaking of points, once again, how is that going to work? Is this going to be capture style Mm. points? Very few and far between, meltdown in the middle, you know what I mean? Which way is it going to go with your uh, points? Yeah, yeah. Because in capture, you usually get little to no shards whatsoever. So I'm not going to be able to afford any kind of bots, mm-hmm. let alone my own you know, gear. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's going to have to be a higher drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and either that or, well, yeah, you'd probably get shards from killing the Varelsi. Either that or, you know, 
you'd have to save up for these bots, but they do a crap load of damage. You could work it that way too. Then one thing that I was curious about, because just because of one word they used in this like press release about it, they said, Hey, you know, grab up all the masks and take them to the depository and make sure you guys protect your overburdened allies so they can, you know, make a big score drop for you. And that got me thinking, because I'm an RPG player, oh, overburdened, does that mean the more masks you pick up, the slower you move? Because I think that would be amazing. I would love that. It's like, oh, I got like 18 masks, but I'm walking at a crawl, so everybody has to protect me. Or, oh, gee, we all have masks, but we don't want to go over there because the enemy team's there. Everybody drop them, give them to like a boulder or a Montana somebody we can keep healed up who can tank all that damage as he slowly walks in to deposit the masks. Yep, or you get a very fast, speedy individual such as Caldarius and just say, hey, every two or three, you go back Mm. to the bank, go back to the bank, go back to the bank. It'd just add a whole new dimension to tactics in that little mode. Hey, Oscar Mike, here's 18 and we're right, you know, all you have to do is jump off the little bridge and go down, deposit it. Grab it up, cloak, poof. Jump, deposit, nice and easy. I think Pendles will be kind of ridiculous in this mode, depending on... Mental Mars asked a question of where the uh, mass counter will be on your heads-up display, and it made me wonder if there'll be a mass counter display that you can see on other players. So that way, if you've got a Pendles who's cloaked, but there's a little five-mask symbol running around, you'll be able to find him and catch him and kill him and take his masks and deposit them yourself. Well, speaking of all Pendles... A little mode I was thinking of this, and it's all going to depend on how this goes down, but we'd play Leprechaun mode, okay? So you get a Pendles, and you load them up with, you load them up with faces, all the faces, okay? And then uh, you say, you go out into the midst of the enemy, okay. and then you uncloak, and then you run away. <laughs> and then you get the entire enemy team chasing this Pendles like a little Leprechaun <laughs> with all of his golden faces <laughs> while you go ahead and steal a show and cat more faces while they're running around chasing pendles. But, unfortunately, like it all depends on if you can see how many faces that that individual has, because that's the allure of the whole freaking mm. thing, right? Maybe he'll leave a little rainbow trail as he's running. Oh, they're always trying to get me faces. They want me golden faces. Oh. <laughs> I can sweet. dig it. And then Gearbox should also further make this even more enjoyable by giving pendles a leprechaun skin. Oh, yeah. That's Give right. him a little Tam O'Shanter yep. on the I'll back of his clover, hood. Y'all, the whole deal. It'd be beautiful. Give him an Irish voiceover. Why not? <laughs> Let's just piss off all sorts of people. <laughs> Absolutely. Just like we're doing now for anybody in the Irish places. <laughs> you asked for this, Ireland. All right. Well, that was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's all the, the news and uh, speculation we've got so far for face-off mode, sadly, no John Travolta, no Nicolas Cage. Maybe we'll get some premium skins down the line. But the other thing that's going to be dropping on October 13th is, of course, the new story op, Atticus and the Thrall Rebellion. Uh, again, a lot of things we've already known about this, but a few new things that have kind of dropped this week uh, to kind of let you guys know about in case you haven't seen them. First off, one of the main things was in this Mental Mars video that obviously showcased a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, The most recent one talked about the point system. And I would recommend you watch the video to fully understand what's going on. But briefly, in each match or round you do, it's possible to score a maximum of 50 points. 50 ops points. 50 ops points, correct. Mm 
At the end of that, if you did get all 50 ops points, you get one of the two skins available to each character. Hmm. So at the end of it, you'll go ahead, you'll get your points, you'll move out of the match. You Mm -hmm. go back into the match, you're going to start now at five ops points. Yes. Which now will allow you to get to 55 maximum ops points. Mm -hmm. Once again, if you are successful, you do well, you will start the next one at 10 ops points, so on and so forth, up to a maximum of 100 ops points. Mm -hmm. Up to a maximum starting value of 50 to be able to max out at 100. Yes. Yes. There you go. So basically, to be perfect, to get to 100, you'll have to grind your way up to that Mm -hmm. starting of 50 ops points and then do another perfect round at that difficulty to get to the 100 Mm -hmm. ops points. They said once you've reached a certain threshold, you'll start off at that threshold every time. So if you can get up to starting at 50, then each character you play the game with after that point, we'll get the initial skin because you have 50 ops points and that's where that skin unlocked. So if you're really good with one character, get up to 50 and then you can pop in as your secondary characters who you want to get those skins for, grab up the skins. But to get the really good skin, I think they said it was 85. So you'll have to have a pretty good round at that max difficulty level because, again, the difficulty of these story ops scales with your current ops points. So if you're up at... You're trying to get up to 100, it's going to get harder and harder and harder that whole way through, even starting off at the maximum default difficulty level, basically. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of detailed ways to get ops points. Obviously, killing enemies, uh, doing the objectives. And then a nice question was asked, and that was, are there going to be hidden chests in this one as there are in all the uh, regular missions? And that is yes, there will be. And Varnell specifically said that 10 points out of those possible 50 will be from chests. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that everybody get out there and explore the maps, look around, open those chests. Otherwise, you'll never get a perfect score. And they they did say, too, that, you know, if you've built up to the maximum, again, starting difficulty level of 50, and you just want to drop it down and have, you know, an easy, nice, brief, easy breezy run through it again you can reset it on your end i don't know how it's exactly going to work if you're playing you know with a buddy and he's at 35 and you're at five or he's at 50 and you're at zero but they said you can reset your personal story op level back to zero if you want to you know maybe run through it with a new character you haven't touched at all yet and have a a more you know chill relaxed time with that mm-hmm. and then another thing they mentioned was that the uh the ops mission itself will be episodic. Mm-hmm. So, and what I took from, and I question it, is that every time you go through, there's going to be a touch more of story and mm-hmm. or interaction between characters involved in said story. He, he kept relating it to like a Netflix series. So that seems to me like you would have episode one would be like the intro thing. And then the second time you go through it would be from the end of the first one to this next chunk that seems like it would be a whole lot of content for them to build out. But at the same time, if you're just playing through the same intro bit over and over and over and over to get up to that maximum, you know, 50 starting level, that seems really grindy to me. It's hard to tell right now, but it seems I would prefer it to be, you know, you're going through like separate episodes, but there's no real way to tell until the 13th. Exactly. So watch the videos, take from it what you will. We're not Mm -hmm. quite sure how that part's going to roll out yet. 
Yep. But we'll find out, obviously, next week. Yep. Uh, the other thing they said, too, was uh, if you get up to those 100 ops points, you will get a faction commander pack every time, so better chance at better loot, skins, taunts. Uh, I think they said once you reach 60 ops points, you get one as well. I don't know if that's just for the first time or what, but uh, they said overall there will be six new titles to unlock, two skins per character, again, obviously, once you reach 50 and once you reach 85, and then three new taunts. They they put that in just, this is coming out with these, so I'm assuming they're specific to the story app missions. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm assuming as well. If you've got the Season Pass or Digital Deluxe version of the game, you will get the story ops as soon as they drop. If you don't, they are going to be four ninety nine on the store or 700 Platinum, so you can buy them either one of those ways. Another little tidbit they said was that technically the action takes place before the Heliophage. It's Atticus afterwards telling you about what happened. But they said that this is going to be the only story op mission where it's where anything takes place before the heliophage they said the next what three four are going to be all after the heliophage so i'm looking forward to seeing how the story will advance if they're going to be trying to expand the universe somehow you know rebuild things i don't know how it's going to work well that's something i really hope they actually go into and not just like I know it's going to be character-specific, but I do hope that Mm -hmm. there's a huge interaction between the other characters and what the heck they're doing post-Heliophage. Definitely, definitely. And, of course, on top of face-off mode and Atticus and the Thrall Rebellion dropping, they have a million billion patch notes and changes coming with this October 13th update. A whole ton of them, which a lot of them, if you guys listened to last week's Mm -hmm. episode, we already laid out for you. But in addition to that, there were a ton more. And we're not even going to come close to talking about all of these, because if we did, this one episode would be about six hours, and Danny would hate us forever, and we'd probably be dead and never have another episode again. That's right. But uh, two people who had a lot of changes. One was Boulder. They have all kinds of stats changes and and stuff with that. Augments and rune changes. If you're a big Boulder player, uh, it goes above and beyond what we talked about last week, which was still a decent amount of stuff. So definitely check that out if you're a Boulder guy. Another one who had a lot of changes was Eldragon. Uh, We had mentioned his, uh, his health getting reduced his clap damage getting reduced, and his, I think, splash radius and damage getting reduced. He's also getting his base damage reduced, the speed of his clap reduced, and fuego damage is going down, all kinds of stuff. So everyone on Reddit and on the forums is going, oh my god, RIP Eldragon, he's never going to be usable again, blah, 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 blah. But really, as soon as he jumped in, knocked you in the air with his modified clothesline, then it was just... En fuego, stun, you're dead. En fuego, stun, dead. clap, 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 dead. So yeah, anybody who could play him, it was just death. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think these changes were. I mean, we'll see if they're overkill or not. But I think some changes were definitely needed because, again, kind of going with the galt changes we had talked about last week. This is something that once you got hit by Eldrag, you really didn't have anything you could do. So hopefully this will change that. So he'll catch you, maybe he'll do 95%, but if you've got an escape, like a phase gate or a nullify, you'll be able to get out of there, or maybe, you know, hopefully with some regularity. Basically, it just comes down to every player should be able to have a chance to survive any one encounter, unless they Mm. made a huge mistake and went in at low health, etc., etc. Yeah, I agree with that. And then... 
again, all kinds of character changes and then all kinds of single player things, gear changes, quality of life changes just across the board. I mean, so many changes. You guys should really just hit up the patch notes. A couple that I pulled out, um, the like the ice golems in the Sentinel and the algorithm, they're changing them so you can actually damage them on their entire body, and their glowing chest is just going to be a critical spot. So if you're a melee person, you won't have to just be up in your face, looking up, praying that you're hitting the chest while they're turning and jumping and spinning and flying away. Just something to make that a little, little less frustrating. They said if you manage to wipe out the entire enemy team in a PvP match, you'll get a little annihilation announcement. Kind of, you know, going back to my League of Legends days where like aced or, you know, aced by the enemy team or you've scored an ace. Just something to be like, hey, you did a thing. Be happy. And then maybe you people who don't know when to push will know that that's the time to push. That'd be nice. Uh, I doubt it, Matt. You're being very hopeful. I know. And not only that, but... I don't think we're good enough to ever get an annihilation anyway. Well, we've been annihilated, though, so that's... Well, yeah, I'll, I'll get to see it from the other end, I guess. <laughs> that, I, I, think we've, well, I think we've done it. We've done it once or twice. I mean, uh, maybe we've gotten, like, two of the kills and everyone else has gotten the three, but... I, I, well, one of our listeners can definitely uh, <laughs> definitely put a, put a comment in there. Oh, my this goodness. individual knows for sure that we'll be on the other end of that. Oh, we're we're definitely better than that, I swear. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Another little thing I thought was kind of an interesting decision is they said that everyone's alt like voice lines will be you'll be able to hear those no matter where you are, which I think is kind of weird. I'm not a big fan of that, but if you're in a group of five and are super strategizing, it's probably good for you because oh, I just heard you know Galilea go goop. I just heard Marquis shoot his bindle blast. I heard Galt pull out his two shotguns. All that kind of stuff. So, hey, we're running up to the front lines. We know Galt's popped his ult. Go ham on him. You know, that kind of stuff. I think it's interesting, uh-huh. but I'm not a huge fan of it. Then the last one for players like me who pick random a lot, it will automatically choose some, like, I don't even know what loadout it chooses for you, but now when you choose random, it'll let you pick your loadout skin and taunt. That one was a big one. Yeah. Uh, I can't... It just irritate me to hell i'd pick random and all of a sudden i'm in some crazy loadout for an entirely different character mm-hmm. uh, my skin's all wrong my taunt's the basic bitch you know taunt you know we can't have that we can't have no basic bitch taunt that's right <laughs> i mean the other solution would be like don't drink so many beers so you'd know when you pick random to back back up but uh, you know I, I can't always be counted on to do that can't be held responsible exactly speaking of that one another one i wanted to bring up was the fact that they are fixing it so their loading times are going to be much shorter for those players who have a whole bunch of loadouts. Oh, how nice. Yeah, so it's fixed. Glorious day for Player X and all of his kin. Finally, he can actually maybe activate some gear, but also probably maybe not anyway. Exactly. (laughs) But in a nutshell, boys and girls, there's a ton of stuff. Yeah. You really need to get in there. Go ahead and check out that knowledge base. They have a link in the battle plan. Mm -hmm. It's just chock full of everything under the sun. Yeah. And a lot of it might not even interest you, but check out your favorite characters. Yes, absolutely. And see what they're doing, because they're doing something with pretty much everybody. Yeah, and, and pretty much everybody we talked about last week will have another, at least one little minor change to them. I think there were only a handful that it was just literally just what we said. They've been making tweaks and, you know, tweaks and adjustments all over the board. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, check it out, guys. Uh, let us know what you think about it. Give us your feedback, and you know what that means. It's segue <laughs> time, time for the mailbag. Time for the mailbag. Random do, question do, 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 from the box. Do. Oh my god, one jumped out at me. This is the chosen question. It tried to eat you. And it's a fun question too. It's one of the new questions. Danny, our audio person, asks, Out of all the NPCs throughout the Borderlands universe, which foursome would you guys pick to lead Borderlands 3? I know two of them that I know we can agree on. Okay, well, you cast out those two. Let's see what you got. Uh, I know Tiny Tina is one of them. Well, duh. Uh That's just, yes. So you'll have badonkadonks you're throwing out when your action skills up. You'll have all kinds of explosions. And speaking of explosions, number two is Mr. Torg. Just Mr. Torg. Just random oh, yeah. screaming and explosions just everywhere. Sonic boom. <laughs> I was going to say that, or his action <laughs> skill is just he punches something and a giant explosion just blows up everything yes. in like a five-meter radius. He's like a siren, too. You know, Like I said, he, he opens his mouth and says, Ah! Explosion! Yes, a giant pushback. Just mm-hmm. huge area of effect. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness. Well, let's see. Who else didn't get a lot of love that could uh, lead the the foray in the next one? Mm-hmm. We're overlooking tales from the Borderlands. That's true. You know, I I really want to see more of those guys and gals, mm-hmm. especially uh, who's the little robot. Oh, who's that little robot? Who's the little robot? The little cute robot everybody loves. Hey guys, da, 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 da. I don't even know your name. I'm Gorgi. I'm Gorgi. <laughs> Gorgi. I don't even know. Well, it's gorgeous or gorgeous. Gordis. It's Gordis. Gordis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> hey, hey, you got us there. I'm not. I'm not gonna hate uh, on you for it. That's right. I need to get into the character, man. I gotta feel the character. <laughs> Gordis would make an amazing third individual. Because, <laughs> yeah, because for her action skills, she could bulk up into her giant form, mm-hmm. go around smashing the ground, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And otherwise, she'd be a very agile little, you mm. know, scooting around all over the freaking place. A L- little squishier, kind of a glass cannon type of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm. like a claptrap, really. Yeah, but kind cooler. of. cooler. I was going to say, her skills would actually do things, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it leaves us with one more. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now that you've put me in a in a Tales from the Borderlands robot type of type of mood, I I have to go with my boy Loaderbot. That would be that would be my fourth oh pick. Oh my god, Loaderbot. Loaderbot is so yeah. amazing. His vocal he lines is amazing. His vocal lines would just be the best. I cannot <laughs> hold back your tide of bad decisions. Oh wonderful. Yes. <laughs> he is awesome. I don't know, though. You plus, know, the- plus, out of that whole crew, he would actually be deadpan Jones. Just everyone else is blowing up stuff, being crazy. Gordis is off being cute and innocent, and he'd just be like that, not really like jaded, but sort of you know stoic and just, oh, my, what the, what the F is going on over here? What are you doing? Why did you he'd punch your, him until he exploded? Axton, you know, he'd kind of be your solid base character, right? Yeah, he'd be a solid base character, but like that. Kind of like sly, wise ass, kind of mm-hmm. you know, slipping, slipping in that dry, sarcastic humor. I agree. I like that. There's yeah. many other options, you know. So I feel like this should be our. Hey guys, we want you to tweet at us and let us yes. know 
who are the four characters who should lead the way in Borderlands 3? Because there's a frickin' billion of them, and Mm. I know you're going to all think we made some poor choices, but... I know know somebody's going to dig up some some person we totally forgot about and we'll go oh my god yes because he had the one thing that was with the what's it and oh my gosh that would be such a cool ability mm-hmm. dr zed crazy earl nina heal you one-armed scooter <laughs> somehow he survived you know something like that so let us know guys tweet out at us tell mm-hmm. us who should lead the battle in borderlands 3 because we are curious Yep. As always, you can email us at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme. That's thirdshiftme. You can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. We're thirdshiftme on pretty much all the other socials. If you want any direct links to those, you can go to the website at thirdshift.me. This podcast drops every Friday, so we'll see you guys again on the 14th for our next episode, unless we sneak a deep dive in here or there. Maybe. We'll see. And you can check out the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podomatic. We're on YouTube, Google Play Music. We're all over the place. And if you like what we do, hey, might as well give us a follow and a subscribe. It it really helps us out. Yes, it does, guys and gals. It makes us feel better about ourselves so we can continue to live. That's right. That's And that's important. Without you, we might not live. This is very important. Also, I'd like to say we love you guys and thank you for listening this is why we do it. Yes, absolutely. You know, seeing you, that you guys appreciate it and uh, keep wanting more. Hey. Lately, we've got a lot of more people interacting with us on Twitter. It's always nice to see. As the official Twitter lord, it's it's fun to uh, interact with you guys. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Not like me, the, the Scrapland Facebook guy. The Wasteland. Hey, Howard still yeah, interacts I, with you, I buddy. still get Howard. That's right. And that's important. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, that just shows you the gap between cool Twitter people and who's on Facebook. Oh, it's Howard. Now, we're not disparaging anybody who does actually follow us through Facebook. We love all of you guys. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Yeah, we, we love you guys, That's too. That's right. But anywho, We don't love Howard. Yeah. Well, never Howard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's going to wrap it up for us, you guys. We can't wait to yep. see you next week. And as always, yep, absolutely. don't forget, forget to, to save. save. <laughs> Sit down.